0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, in more. 800-415-800-516-1220. Uh, it's uh, one of those days. Giving thanks, giving thanks. Yesterday provided more proof that this has been a great year. Um, The Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P 500 all hit new record highs. It remains to be seen if there's more of where that comes from. Oh, kind of goodness. Um, The seasonality trade for stocks is positive right now. It's the time of the year where people feel good. People are putting money to work um it's a good time of year so positive sound developments out there not surprisingly the tech sector uh got in on the action yesterday Semiconductor stock indexes have hit all time highs again which it took a long time for the semiconductors to get all back what they lost in the 2000s today's action is a little uh on the dramatic side because there's not a lot of people investing, Turkey uh, Turkey Day, Turkey Day workers, you know, uh, people are settling down at this point in time. Volume is uh, going to be on the light side, and so a little bit of here as far as news, the FOMC minutes from October 31 through November 1st, uh, they'll be out today. Um, on a related note, Fed Chairman Janet Yellen said on a panel last night that she still thinks inflation will pick up, but that she is very uncertain about that prognostication. Why is that word tough for me for all of a sudden? Um, So the treasury yield curve is pricing in. It hasn't been pricing in a lot of fear of inflation picking up. The 10 year treasury sits at about 2.36%, 12 basis points lower than where it was at the year uh, when it started. So I, I'm not going to say great, but we've had a good year. Initial claims for the week ending November 18 decreased by 13,000 to 239,000. Continuing claims is a proxy of future layoffs. Um, for those initial claims, how many people got fired, uh, went down and got in line to stand in uh, unemployment? which is uh, kind of a funny image in this day and age if you think about it. Uh, There's a little bit of news out there. The Durable Good Orders report for October revealed a 1.2% decrease in orders. That was led by a drop in new orders for transportation equipment. So key takeaway right now is that business spending is decelerating slightly. Yet there's little reason at this juncture to think that the deceleration is more than just normal slowing following some nice-sized games in previous months. So have a good happy Thanksgiving uh, if you're on the road. Uh, lots of love, lots of happiness, and lots of good things. Uber reportedly paid hackers $100,000 to cover up a cyber attack that exposed the personal data of about 57 million people. Um, interesting, right? The idea of covering up a cyber attack. Uber paid hackers $100,000 to cover up a 2016 cyber attack that exposed the personal data of 57 million people, including both riders and drivers. That data breach, which occurred in October 2016, was not made public until Tuesday, when Uber quietly published a blog post about the incident. So, your information's been compromised. It, It behooves you to, on a regular basis, check your credit. Um... There's a good app that you could do it called Credit Karma. Um, and it'll notify you if any accounts are open up. I know a lot of bank, online bank accounts now. Uh, will uh, warn you when your credit changes. So your information's been compromised. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Infinity announced a gas engine breakthrough. So the... Internal combustion engine, not quite dead yet. Uh, Nissan luxury brand Infiniti is claiming a breakthrough in the engine technology that will uh, allow what is known as variable compression for the first time in a production vehicle. The technology provides more power and better fuel efficiency, efficiency by varying the distance traveled by the pistons within each cylinder, depending on driving conditions. So, and uh, Tesla's like, ha <laughs> Yeah, right. So they don't want that change uh, out there. So John Deere hit an all-time high yesterday. Uh, it's climbed again higher today after beating earnings and revenue expectations. It's issuing more above consensus guidance. John Deere makes tractors equipment and big tools that move dirt. Um, I drive up and down 101 in the Bay Area and there is no shortage of new stuff being built there's no shortage at all Elon Musk claims that his boring company tunneling firm has raised $300,000 by selling hats um okay the Tesla CEO unveiled a hat in March with a boring company on the front of uh the hat and boring is spelled B-O-R-I-N-G Um, So, Musk has this idea to build a series of tunnels under LA with cars ferried around on pods at around 125 miles per hour. Um, One analyst I was reading about, Tesla, uh, thinks it goes to 400 and then it goes to 200 this year. That's kind of a dramatic up and down, right? Um... That people are going to start getting upset with Tesla for not delivering their vehicles. And that in the short term, their stock is no longer moving on big news. When they unveiled the truck uh, earlier this week, it kind of looks like a bullet. It's a pretty cool looking truck. Uh, Stock didn't move. So, that's out there. Um, More older millennials are living with relatives Still, that 2007 to2009 recession is, you know, has its lingering effects. The share of older millennials living with relatives is still rising, underscoring the lingering obstacle faced by Americans who entered the workforce during the Great Recession. So about 20 percent of adults between the ages of 26 and 34 are living with parents um, or other family members, a figure that has climbed steadily in the past decade and is up from 17 percent in 2012. So um, it's tough out there. And, you know, I've got a family member who spends $6,000 a month on rent down in L.A. And that's just crazy uh, when you think about it on the, uh, where that money could be going to work for you versus going to work for the landlord, so to speak. Uh, a lot of people are not going to be giving up their homes because we are we are a nation of renters. So a lot of millennials, a lot of millennials are still afraid to go uh well, they've got, they, we've got their credit, well, they're not credit card debt, but we do have credit card debt problems in the United States. Um, school debt, mortgage debt, like, oh, right? I'm starting stress and it's Thanksgiving and I should try to find something more positive to bring up, right? 800 516 1220, need calls on the air. Google stops secretly tracking cellular location info. Uh, man, the, the information that we give out there, right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Meg Whitman is stepping down as the CEO of HP, HP Enterprises. Um, stepping down in February, she's going to be replaced by Antonio Neri. Whitman, who joined HPE's predecessor, Hewlett-Packard in 2011, was recently identified as being in the running to be the CEO of Uber, though she ultimately did not get that job. She's a veteran Silicon Valley executive. She steered Hewlett-Packard Enterprises through its recent spinoff. She'll resign in February. I think this is notable because she's a woman and she's been in business 35 years and the ranks of women as executives um, have shrunk in the last 10 years. Uh, Whitman is 61 years old, so she split HP, which was a veritable Silicon Valley company, uh, PC and printer company into pieces. Um, One that made servers and the other computer networking wares for large companies. So, she went in politics. She says she's not going back into politics. She became one of the Silicon Valley's best known executives in the 1990s. She started her career at Toymaker Hasbro, and she joined eBay. Then, eBay was a fledgling startup with just 30 employees and $4 million in revenue. So, she ran for governor. Uh, on the Republican ticket in 2010 and lost Jerry Brown. She spent more of her own money on that race than any other self-funded political candidate in history. $144 million of her own money. Whew. <laughs> Isn't crazy? So uh, didn't work out. Anyway, let's bring Tony Mendez from com and talk a little real estate with Tony Mendez. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, com. Good morning. So, Tony, one of the areas that I find kind of interesting is um, people buying a home because it seems like the right thing to do um, or buying, you know, uh, any, any, any big purchase because it seems like the right thing to do uh, because it's good investment because I'm wasting money on rent because I just had a baby, um, which is a funny thing for me to say out loud. So, uh, but you may not be mentally prepared some of these issues you know i've got a friend who she was engaged in her early 30s then she broke it off because it was taking too long then she fell in love and a year later she's engaged and six months later there's a baby on its way um that's a lot of change really fast so she goes from love to
2: marriage to a kid all in under two years it's definitely a big commitment um when i bought my first house i i had a little bit of regrets i didn't buy smaller and in a better area and So I I think I moved too fast because I had other friends that were buying a house and I kind of had a fear that that I was going to lose out on uh, that opportunity. So I had some other pressures and uh, we see a lot of people that get like that, Rob, where they, um, especially parents, that's the one that kills me the most is the parents go, oh, you got to buy a house. And they kind of push it, they give them the gift, they give them the gift and um and next, and they co-sign in a lot of cases. And next thing you know, these people are in a house and they're carrying a lot of debt. Were they mentally prepared? Were they financially prepared? Um, how much of that pressure was really part of their decision to buy the house? Um, it gets a little, little crazy, especially when home prices are hitting the, the peaks that they're, they are right now. Um, I, I, I'm not saying think twice. I'm just analyze it twice.
1: Right, and I, I think that's. Um a good idea because the average home is appreciated 3% in the last hundred years in the United States. Um, if you take away extra costs and you add in inflation, you're really not making any money on an average single family home in the last hundred years. Um, and a lot of people are like, but in California, um, uh, I haven't made any money. I've lost money in the last two years as my home has gone sideways to slightly 1% down, uh, but add in inflation and add in the cost of maintaining it. Um, uh, it's been a lizard. So, I think it's smarter to look for an affordable house that meets non-monetary goals. Um, If it's in your dream neighborhood, for instance, that's a great place to start
2: uh, because you'll always have that dream neighborhood. there's also a lot of red versus buy calculators that can lead you to think that it's a good idea to buy. You could put one number in there too big, and that would be the appreciation on the property that changes the whole picture of whether or not at least that's that one calculator's opinion on whether or not you should buy. Uh, and it could be the appreciation. If you put I always, always use zero appreciation. Uh, if you put one, it, it could go from 20 year break, even to a 10 year. If you put three in there, you might break even in two years. And also, you know, I got to buy this house because it makes sense. Um, you could also change things like your lost opportunity costs, your tax bracket could be wrong. There's, you have to be really careful with those, those calculators and kind of play with them. And a lot of people end up that's the first place they go is, oh, can we buy a house? I don't know. Let's look at a mortgage, uh, a rent versus buy calculator. Yeah. We have a really good one that we use. Um, it's like Dinky Town, I think is what it's called. If you if you look that up, you can find it. Dinky Town. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say that out loud.
1: <laughs> you might be able to get arrested for that in some counties. Um, so last thing I'll say about this, and again, it's I think it's kind of important to, you know, to throw this out there. A home is a utility. It's not an investment. It's a liability until... Later in life, you can look back and go, oh, I did pay myself rent and it did last for a long time and I did get a tax deduction. Uh, but a lot of people are looking at it, you know, upfront. I got to do this now because it's going to make me money and that's the wrong way to go. It's a place to live that's close to work it's in a good school neighborhood. That's the way I would look at it. So don't feel like you have to do it because you're wasting money on rent or because it's a good investment or like you said, mom and dad really want me to own a home and I have to be an adult now. Uh, if you want to get a loan, and you want to shop for a place, Tony Mendez is pretty reasonable. Uh, he'll sit down with you and give you yeah, the facts. You can find him at bayarealonesource.com. dot com. That's Bay dot Source.com.
2: So, your first home you bought, you felt like it was a mistake. Yeah, I didn't. I, I I wish I had the fireplace. I wish I had the bigger garage. I wish I put the dormers on. I wish I had hardwood floors. Yeah, and, and I I look back and I, I was really kind of scared about the big number that I went from renting to buying. Right. And it was almost double what I was spending. Um, and I look back at it and I go, I, I could have afforded a lot more or I could have, I could have had a brick house instead of a vinyl house. You have your house built. Did you? Yes, we did. Okay. Actually. Yeah. It was from the ground up. I did not know that. I did something that i had no, a lot of the neighbors had lots of gravel in the yard. Right. I brought beer and pizza to my builders every day. Not every day, at least once a week. And so these guys would have something to remember me by. And I have no gravel in my yard.
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area
1: Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz.
3: And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7.
1: Rob Black talking money, investing in more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you ever want to talk about, we can talk about. Hopefully you have a nice Thanksgiving meal planned. Some downtime with family and loved ones. You know what I got planned? Not a darn thing. I don't even have a turkey. So, what's wrong with me, right? Uh, Just, it's not happening this year. So, I'm not feeling it. For no other reason than just not feeling it. So, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Gotta send out a quick email. Um, someone asked me recently what I thought of the app called Robinhood. Um, I like it. I like it very much. Um, the only thing that I'm a little bit negative on with it is that I think that it does potentially get you thinking of investing as kind of a gamble. Um, it kind of puts your head in the wrong place, in my opinion. So with the Robinhood app, you can pull $100 from your checking account and buy $100 of a stock like Apple at lunch, and you'd sell it later in the day. Um, And the idea of doing it on the phone is, is great and convenient, but again, there's a little bit of an, uh, a game-like feel to it, which one of the inventors of the patent that... Uh, You lock your phone by swiping down and seeing information. Uh, They regret it because they they feel like we're teaching our kids, who all have phones now, um, a very betting kind of mentality. Amazon. Would I buy Amazon? It's a good question. Um, I would. Amazon should acquire Rite Aid, so says one analyst uh, who works at Cowan as a way to obtain state pharmacy licenses and add regulatorily cleared drug selling infrastructure. Um, is that kind of, I mean, what is Amazon going to sell? What, what aren't they going to sell? Uh, the proprietary data that Cowan put together suggests 67% of Amazon prime members would purchase prescription drugs through Amazon. Um, I would. So I don't take any prescription drugs right now. Probably could use one. <laughs> um, uh, I'll be careful what I say, right? But Amazon selling drugs, delivering drugs to your home, talking about having packages stolen from, from your house, Ooh, that would not be good. Both Amazon and Rite Aid offered no comment on the story. Um, but people are thinking, you know, what, what can't Amazon sell? If an Amazon Rite Aid deal were to materialize, the analyst at Cowan argues that Amazon's U.S. retail pharmacy business could generate about $20 billion in 2019 with 10% market share. Amazon would inherit pharmacy licenses in 19 states as well as adopt six distribution centers. And uh, that's how people are starting to think about Amazon, right? Apple's coming out with a new phone, we hear, uh, sometime this year. Uh, A cheaper one, which is the interesting point of that story, I think. Uh, So the iPhone 8 and the iPhone ten. Um, are pretty expensive. So how much is Apple leaving on the table? Apple's going to launch an iPhone SE2 during the first half of next year. The new model would cost about $450 and be aimed at sales in emerging markets like India. So that story's out there. Apple's preparing to launch a new, longer, uh, lower price. And it looks like they're going to do it in the middle of the summer. So... That's worthy of chatting a little bit about, but Apple's still got some traction left in it. You know, I know that they've had a good year to say the least, um, but still got some good traction left in that company. Um, you can save big on Apple products on Black Friday. You just gotta know where to shop. Um, the big box stores do a pretty nice job. Best Buy's discounting the iPad by sixty bucks price you wouldn't get if you were just going to an Apple store. So, don't buy your stuff in the Apple store unless that's your thing. Best Buys is also going to offer up to $250 on select MacBooks. Um, and $125 off the iPad Mini 4. Uh, Walmart's going to sell the iPhone 8 with a $300 gift card. That's the way to go, right? If you buy the phone on an at and or Verizon contract, they'll also sell the new iPad for just uh, $250. Target's deals very, <coughs> but... Um, they've got some pretty big savings on Apple products. Target has knocked $150 off the 10 and inch iPad pro off from the iPad for $250. Newegg has got some stiff discounts. Um, so there's, there's good things to do out there. Um, I'm a fan of using black Friday as a way of buying your expensive stuff. Um, I do it right there on, you know, Amazon, right? Um, Google is in the news today. They said they're going to stop tracking location on Android phones, which kind of came as a surprise that they were doing that in the first place without our permission. Great um, Googly Android phones gather location data and send it back to Google. Even if you've actively turned off location settings on your phone, haven't used any apps, or even if you haven't inserted a SIM card from your carrier, Google said it changed in the practice right after it was uh, brought to the attention of the public. <laughs> That's good timing, right? Uh, Uber got hacked. Again, reminding me, check your credit accounts. Um, Uber's new CEO comes in, and he instantly fired uh, the chief of security after he found out that they had been hacked and that they paid hackers $100,000 as kind of like hush money. So, And uh, Uber does not want to be known as that company anymore. Um State legislators are out there today calling into Electronic uh, electronic Arts Game, a Star Wars-themed online casino preying on kids. Um, So Hawaiian state rep Chris Lee and Sean Quinlan vowed to take action to protect kids from Electronic Arts Star Wars Game. The game is basically a Star Wars-themed online casino, they're saying, designed to lure kids into an addictive cycle of gambling money for a chance to win game upgrades. Uh, Those little microtransactions, right? What's interesting about it is commercials look pretty awesome for the game. You see Yoda, and you can fight as Yoda. Or uh, the heroes. Uh, Chewbacca. You can beat Chewbacca for sure. Um, But Electronic Arts is getting some uh, flack right now, because all those characters, the good ones, you have to pay once you already have paid for the game. So you have to do these little microtransactions. Um, so that's out there. Uh, as far as headline news. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. 516, each calls on the air. There's a company, Acincia, who just fired about 50 workers for refusing to get the flu shot. I don't know how I feel about that story. I think on one hand it's like it's it's shocking, right? Um Essentia says 99% of the company's 13,900 eligible employees had gotten the shot, received exemptions, or were getting an exemption by the Monday deadline. They announced last month that employees would be required to get vaccinated for flu unless they received a religious or medical exemption. So it's a Minnesota-based health system. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, that one's that one's got me a little down. So. 800 516 1228 to calls on the air. Um, let's see. Is there any big story out there? I saw one analyst is saying the bull market's going to be ending in 2018. Uh, but it's been such a good bull market, that's not terribly a surprise. The tax plan is the thing that can give us that little extra boost. That's going to be something that uh, you're going to see more CEOs have to work with. So Tom Lee is out there today talking about Bitcoin, and he's a strategist, and uh, he thinks Bitcoin's going to rise another 40%. But it's really interesting because some people get really upset when they talk about Bitcoin. So after turning cautious on Bitcoin earlier this month, Tom Lee told clients Wednesday to jump back in, um, saying that some of the weaker hands had you know dropped out of the stock. Few weeks ago, he says we turned short-term neutral on Bitcoin as the price level was about seventy-four hundred, and it went up too fast too far. So we recommend you know buying it at these levels, even though it's gone up even more. Um, as a result, his twelve—not twelve-month, his mid-two thousand eighteen price target for Bitcoin is eleven thousand five hundred. That's about forty percent upside from here. So some analysts, like when you watch CNBC or Bloomberg, they take it really personally. Um, They're very, very upset with um, a call for like a 40% appreciation. In large part, it's really tough to quantify what is Bitcoin worth. Some people think it goes all the way to zero. Um, But uh, Wall Street's going to legitimize the product later this year, and they're going to start trading futures on Bitcoin. So that's out there. PIMCO's Anthony Krasinski is saying that yield curve doesn't portend to an economic slowdown. Yeah, right now, tax reform is the biggest business story right now because it does give that little bit extra life to companies like Amazon, companies like Apple who make billions of dollars, and they're going to be paying less in taxes. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. CFP Chad Burton, earlier this morning, has a show on from 6 to 7. I was catching it as I was preparing to start this show, and uh, his, his last segment was a pretty good one, tied towards real estate and investing. Let's bring Chad in to
3: chat a little bit about this. Real estate only keeps up or exceeds stocks because of somebody else's you're leveraging it and somebody else is paying it off for you. That's the only way. So when you can invest in stocks pre-tax or tax-free in a Roth, give me 20-30 year period, it'll win. But eventually you'll You'll max out those options, and you'll want to look for real estate that somebody else can pay off for you. So, first, though, you have to build up your emergency reserves and always take the match on your 401k. Emergency reserves are so important because if you own a home and you're disabled for a short period of time, or if you own a rental property and you lose a renter, and when one renter leaves, they completely destroy your home, and you have a period of three to six months where you're trying to redo everything to get another renter back in there, how are you going to handle that? Those those nightmare issues occur for almost every single landlord out there over a long period of time. That will happen, where you'll go through a period of three months or more without being able to get a renter in there. What would you do? Would you still be able to make your mortgage and the mortgage on that rental property? So Build up those emergency reserves, three to six months worth of your Expenses in cash once those reserves are complete. I still want you to max out your 401k or your Roth IRA Before doing anything else. That's a lot of money. That's 18,000 Going up a little bit in 2018 that you can put into your 401k Now that's still a good idea to do because if you take that $18,000 home You only have 70% of that to invest in real estate. So put it into the 401k Max out that Roth IRA. And then once you get to that point where you're doing that, you start investing. Start investing in just a normal portfolio outside of your retirement account so you can save up. Start saving up for a down payment for that rental property. But you want to save up more than that because you want to be able to continue to save and have a down payment plus you know those emergency reserves like I've talked about. And then you start running the numbers. Once you've saved up, you keep in mind that it's it's tough to get a loan on a rental property unless you're putting 20 to 30% down. And they really look at your income issues and your current mortgage versus only a portion of the income that that rental property will kick off. So, it is definitely harder to get a loan unless you have these emergency reserves built up and you have a decent amount of money that that you put down. So, when you can then get to that point in life where you've built that financial base, you've got some extra savings, you've saved enough to put 20 to 30% down on that rental property, you've got to run the numbers the right way and make sure that you're positive cash flow. If I can put 20% down on a property and make sure that I've done my calculations right, where I put aside a certain amount of money on a monthly basis for maintenance, my insurance, any HOA fees that might be due, taxes, property manager, those sorts of issues, if I can then rent out the property and still have positive cash flow after paying all of those expenses, then I now have an asset that somebody else, my renter, is going to pay off for me, right? Very tough to do this in the Bay Area right now, but it is the only good leverage when it comes to financial planning is to be able to put 20%, 30% down on a rental property and then have somebody buy that for you over the next 30 years, it, it's great. And this is when you want to get focused on doing this when everybody else is selling. So, just think about where prices were in 2008, 9, and 10 on real estate. And if you look, you just pull up news articles back then that still talked about real estate is never coming back. Stocks are never coming back. That's when you buy. When the, when the, when the news media, especially the financial news media, is negative on everything, that's when you should go against the grain. When everybody's positive on the same thing, it's, financial media is always late to the game. So, uh, the problem is, is like let's, let's, let's talk about, let's say, up to 2006, 2007, you'd done all these financial base building exercises, you maxed out your 401 k, your Roth IRA, you've got a year's worth of income saved in a normal portfolio, so you have enough money to put down on a rental property, but everything falls off a cliff in 2008 and 2009. In the tech correction, real estate and small cap value were doing really, really well. So, you had kind of certain things going up. But 2008 was a special kind of a time where all assets except for maybe treasuries fell off a cliff. So, how do you get into that portfolio when you're you're trying to go shopping but everything is down? Well, at that point, if you let's say you're a person that saved up several years worth of income in your stock portfolio that's outside of your retirement accounts, you can do collateralized loans. I'm not talking about margin loans. I don't want you to do a margin loan and go buy other stocks. But if you can do a collateralized loan on your stocks in order to get the money to put down on that rental property and still have all the positive cash flow numbers work, that can make sense. That'll avoid you having to sell your stocks at a loss in order to get into that real estate property that you want. But once the market recovers, then you then pay down that loan as quickly as possible. And keep in mind, that might take a while. When you see significant corrections in the market, um, you you have what's called the peak down to the trough, back to the recovery. And you have two to three-year down periods in some cases, and then another two to three-period years to get back up. So, for example, the market capped out in 2007 went down for a few years, and it wasn't until mid to late 2013 before it recovered. So, on the recovery phase, that's when you pay that loan off. And that gets a little bit advanced, but it you do have to realize that there are ways to, once you build your financial base and you have money, you can make more money. It, it starts to snowball if you do things the right way. But if you do things the wrong way and you get too ahead of, far ahead of yourself, one credit crisis One disability, one loss of a job, you can lose everything and destroy your credit so quick, you'll never be able to do it again.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn.